Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week? This episode is coming out on Valentine's Day, so obviously we just wanted to spread the love. So we wanted to start this episode out by saying we love you. And happy Valentine's Day, David DeJulius. Yes, specifically David DeJulius. I guess for the entire Michigan basketball team, Michigan community, and... David DeJulius. David DeJulius. He just... Maybe Juwan. Oh, for Definitely sure, Juwan. For sure, Juwan. I would say if I could give a Valentine, like a completely platonic, platonic, platonic Valentine, um, like obviously. You're to, great? Yeah, like a you're great and like Valentine. A heart. Yeah, like a, you're a heart and like, you're cool, mm-hmm. friends forever, like that kind of Valentine. Aww. I'd give it to Juwan Howard, David DeJulius. Isaiah Livers. Is, Isaiah Livers, Cole, Franz, Brandon Johns Jr., John Teske. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, the entire Michigan basketball team it appears that Hannah would like to give a year cool BFFs forever Valentine. Yeah, I mean, why not? We should all be, we should all be so lucky <laughs> to have this. But. I just remembered. Um, this time last year, we bought these, like, football Valentines from Walgreens. Is that the, like, one where it was, like... Yeah. The paper, and you'd, like, flick it through the, like, field goals. <laughs> yeah, we bought those from Walgreens, because we are like, so we'll fun. have a use for them eventually, <laughs> and I still have them. That's so fun. I would, I'll take one of those. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think I'm going to go to Walgreens after this and buy some Valentines to give my friends tomorrow. Wait. That's so cool and exciting. Can they I have don't, They don't sell Justin Bieber Valentines anymore, do they? I think they should. I should have looked on because eBay sooner. Ugh, I hate myself. I'm so stupid. I know we're going to talk about it later, but tomorrow, happy Valentine's Day to Justin Bieber fans around the world. His new album drops tonight at midnight, a.k.a. Valentine's Day. I'm so excited. Also, like, So grab I'm your hands in, um... Your hands? Like Your me? hands. Yeah. Like Hannah? Yeah. I didn't know and if you meant, like, like fold your hands. And, like, maybe, like, hold hands with your hand. And... Hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to Justin Bieber's new album. Also... As like a sidebar, like if you listen to Yummy and were kind of disappointed, like I was, I can <laughs> say all- I can say this now because like he dropped Intentions and it's way better than Yummy. Yummy, so, like, now I can I- like rag on Yummy as much as I want. We like confessed to each other before we recorded. We're like, yeah, neither of us really liked Yummy. We just kind of had to pretend we did because we're loyal believers. And then as soon as Intentions came out, we're like, okay, never mind. We can just put all of our <laughs> love into this song, which also like Ten Thousand Hours is legitimately like one of Justin's best songs. So we really could have just put all our energy into that, but it'd been a minute. So we felt like we needed to like, keep up the love. I think I'll and email support. you that one tomorrow as a Valentine. You'll email me 10,000 hours? Yeah, the like acoustic version. Like the piano version. Okay, yeah. Yes. Okay. Please do. Aw, I would feel so loved. There you go. Okay, very cute. But I guess if you like actually want to feel loved in the terms of the sense that Michigan basketball gives you Valentines, <laughs> we are on a two-game win streak. Yeah. Who's on a two-game win streak? Michigan basketball. Wow. And I guess by extension words. like us. Never thought I'd it hear started. those words. It started with, yeah. So we started that um, with Michigan State. We played MSU at home last Saturday. And honestly, it didn't, I was there, but like it didn't seem like MSU was there, but it kind of felt like a fever dream. I was like, this isn't actually MSU because like we shouldn't be winning like this. And we were. And I was really confused and like, 
The stars kind of aligned because, like, Xavier Tillman had an off day, which he doesn't usually do against Michigan. But, yeah, I so I didn't even watch it when it happened because I was out of town this weekend, and I was honestly so relieved because I've put so much energy into wanting Michigan to beat Michigan State in basketball the past two years. Like, do you remember when Michigan State beat Michigan in the Big Ten tournament last year? And we, like – like, I have not been that angry in a really long time. We we watched that Pretzel Bell and then Starbucks, yeah. and then we, like, decided to make a podcast. Probably. <laughs> in all honesty, that's probably what happened. Yeah. You know, the, but, we haven't beat MSU since the Big Ten tournament 2018, I think. Yeah, and so, like, I literally, like, all I wanted we this time last year was to beat streak. them. Like, yeah. I, everything in me. And at this point this year, like, a week ago, I had just accepted that it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. There was no way it was going to happen. I had no, like, my hopes were not up at all. It just, it did not have nearly the emotional weight that it had had last year. And then when I saw that we won, like, I still haven't really processed it. Me like, either. literally after all honesty, this time, we yeah. finally beat Michigan State. Like, I feel like I should throw a party or something, but I just can't wrap my mind around it. I have to. So, like, when the clock hits zero, I was like, all right, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I I still thought there was, like, game to be played, but, like, no, they were already, like, running over to the bench, like, woo, we won. Michigan won 77 to 68. But, like, when it happened, I was like, what? Huh? Wait, isn't the game still going? I'm confused. It shouldn't be somebody to be going to the free throw line? Because, like, you know, Michigan State kept fouling the last, like, two minutes of the game, so it, like, made the game, like, 10 minutes longer than it was supposed to be. Um, but it it was crazy. I, of course, like, having Isaiah Livers back has been, like, super big for our team. It just seems that, like, people, like, the team, and probably us, honestly, just feed off of Isaiah Livers' presence. And I, we, we all, like, have the same, like, feeling, too, when he, like, goes up to dunk because he's done it the last, like, two games. We're like, please. And didn't he say don't. in a presser before, like, <laughs> before he came back that he was like, no, don't worry. I'm playing it safe now. I won't be dunking anymore. And, like, everyone's been posting about the dunk he had against Northwestern. But we'll get to that yeah. when we talk about <laughs> Northwestern. We're still on Michigan State because it's still kind of, like, hard to believe that we did this, <laughs> in all honesty. We did it, Harley. But we, like, really did. I witnessed it with my own eyes. At one point, Xavier Simpson was, like, three for three from three, and I was like, Xavier Simpson? Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> let me, no, wait, no, let it was me translate. Sim- oh, wait, no. It was it Jeff was, Jackson. Yeah, right, right. I'm sorry. For wait. all of you that were confused, Jeff Jackson at one point was three for three from three. <laughs> he finished the game for seven from three, and for him, that was, like, it's that's not what he does, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna like chuck up the three, I mean, I don't really know. I guess we could give it to Eli at this point. I'm like, with this roster, we don't really know. I, I mean, I maybe I would, would take my chance with Brandon Johns, but like, I don't really know. In all honesty, sometimes David DeJulius, but like, sometimes they gave it to so, like, in the late threes that we've attempted this mm-hmm. season. I can only think of two off the top of my head. There have probably been more, but Eli Brooks and Franz Wagner have been the two in the plays they've drawn up so far that we've seen. I think I have to Like agree. a Hail Mary type three, yeah. Mm. And it's, like, not very comforting. Anyway. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I want to say about this? I don't know. Um, can I just say that, like, I think earlier in the season it was kind of a question who's the best player, Jeff Jackson, who was Xavier Simpson at the time, mm-hmm. or Isaiah Livers. Like, it was, we kind of went back and forth, like, who's more important to the team, and now I think we see that Isaiah Livers is head and shoulders above 
Xavier Simpson, just in terms of what he does for the team. Yeah. I mean, Xavier only only missed one game, but, like, we haven't had Isaiah for quite some time now. But, like, even, like, when – I mean, it was just against Nebraska when we didn't have Xavier, but I think we still, like, held our own, and then we discussed that when we were breaking down Nebraska. But, yep, it's just been a different game. Um, with Isaiah added into the mix, obviously. Um, and I don't know. I'm here for it, I guess. And, like, even though, like, Bron's kind of, like, maybe he's not always, like, that flashy in terms of, like, point production, but, like, he, like, grinds, like, really hard in, like, Wait, the games. Franz, oh, like, yeah. defensively and, like, with rebounds. Like, he's still, like, really like, That's and blocks what... and steals. Like, he's just, like, on it. Like, even if he can't contribute, like, points-wise and, like, a lot of people can get frustrated with that. But he still, like, is really, like, he hones in on, like, all right, so shots aren't falling today. I'm going to, like, rely on making sure that my defense is, like, through the roof. Which he, is, like, it's so it's so great to see him, like, do that as a freshman. And, like, I, don't know, I just wanted to shout him out for that because, like, sometimes, like, he, did, he wasn't, like, that flashy, um, at least in the last few games. But that doesn't mean that, like, his efforts aren't, like, really crucial to, like, how the team um, eventually, like, gets away with the dub in these last two games specifically. Yeah, because, so Harley and I wore those Franz shirts last week, and Mm. a few people tweeted at us, like, why Franz? Like, he didn't have, like, he's, that dude is a walking brick, like, I don't know. First of all, like, obviously, how are we supposed to know what kind of a game he would have the Mm -hmm. day we wore the shirts? But also... His he, what he does for the team is way beyond shooting. Like obviously, we would love to develop him as a shooter. Like mm-hmm. if this team needs anything, it's a shooter, or yep. maybe like two or three or a lot more. But um, what he does for the team goes way beyond shooting, and I think he's a smart player that way. Like he knows where his strengths lie. That doesn't mean he's not going to keep checking stuff up just to try. But mm-hmm. defensively, like he's already better than Mo was defensively. I don't know how much that says, but, like... That's kind of true. But, like, wasn't that what Xavier said at the very, very, very beginning of the year is, like, he plays defense? Or was that Isaiah? One of them No, it was Xavier. He was, like, they're, like, what's the biggest difference between, um... Anthony asked, what's the biggest difference between Franz and Mo? And Xavier said, Franz plays defense. And, I mean, we haven't quite seen Franz like, play offensively to the level that Mo played, but he's still playing better offensively than Mo did his freshman year. Mm-hmm. And the defense is already better. Like, I'm not going to go ahead and say that he has a higher ceiling than Mo or that his ceiling is as high as Mo's, but I think as a freshman, he has a lot of potential, and I'm not upset about him at all yet. I think the reason that people are upset about him is just because we're, first of all, so desperate for a shooter, mm. and because we just kind of, like... I mean, us included, we hyped him up too much because he was literally the only recruit we could hope for when our season was completely falling apart because our coach had just left and our recruits had left. So, like, he was literally the only thing to hang our hats on. That's why Franz was so overhyped. He's performing as well as we could have hoped. (laughs) That is true. And, like, just to, like, encompass back to the defensive side, like, we held MSU to 33% shooting from the field and 26% shooting from three. I don't know if that was just, like, on their own merit or, like, but we did have a few, like, really nice defensive stops, I do recall, from the game. Um, And just something that made me giggle is that MSU's largest lead was one, and that was when they led led the game. I love that. One nothing. (laughs) Um, Can I just say something else that 
going back to Franz, like, as we tend to do. Yeah. We tend to, like, circle back to Franz. The Franz. Um, I don't have the stat in front of me. I'm trying to see if it's on here, but, like, it's not remotely related to the stats I'm currently looking at, so I don't know why it would be on here. But I believe he's averaging more than one steal per game. And against State, he had two steals. And against Northwestern, he had also had two. Unless I accidentally put the same box score on here twice. No, because Cole's in this one for Northwestern. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and <yeah>. Adrian. <laughs> so just, like, things like that, feel free to be, like, no man is more important than the Franz. No coach is more important than the Franz. Although, like, the coach is more important than the Franz. And also, like, some men are more important than the Franz, like Isaiah and Jeff. But Maybe, like, it is Juwan. what it is. Did we say Juwan? He's, I mean, he's the coach. But, like, he's who I was referring to. But it's still, like, important to me. Yeah, so no man's more important than the Juwan. Correct. Okay, so then we played Northwestern yesterday at, like, 9 p.m., and everyone was tired and, like, sleepy because <laughs> Cause 9, 9 p.m. tip is, like, insane. I go to bed at 9 p.m. I literally <laughs> did not, like, last night was the first time I stayed up past 9.15 all week. I cannot believe. And also, <laughs> I tweeted Mich- Michigan bad at <laughs> basketball, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> and then Michigan ended up winning by double digits, like, Literally, I can't do math. It was 79-54. They won by, like, 15. 25. 25? Yeah. Okay, Michigan won by 25 points. But, I so I woke up to all these We were only predicted like, to win by five. Yeah, so, like, long story short, Michigan basketball is good. <laughs> and I just couldn't defend myself because I was passed out because I work so early some mornings. I just made it a habit to go to bed early. But in all honesty, in regards to hand situation, like, that first five minutes was absolutely brutal. No, it was. It, it was, was so bad. bad. I think and we were, like, 0 of 11 from, like, the floor. And I was just like, this is trash and northwestern is like bad so. also like i did see some of the turnaround like i didn't just promptly fall asleep in the first five minutes i would like to defend I was like, myself in all honesty that's like the time to fall asleep that first five minutes is a big yeah. snooze fest and it was just like too stressful for me and i was like nope i watched a good chunk of it i just wasn't tweeting about it because i like it was enough to just keep my eyes open to watch <laughs> um but obviously like han said we had a really nice turnaround and ended up winning by 25 points, which was insane. We finished out the game shooting 46% from Dang. the floor. Um, and people wanted to highlight Isaiah Livers' free throw percentage. I think he's... Am I right? Yeah. With this game He was 9 for 9 in the last two games. He hasn't missed one in the last two games, which That's is, like, so really, like, crucial for us when we were, like really like struggling it looked like from the line the last like five games I would say um and like for Isaiah that's I think he might have surpassed the most that he's ever made um while with the team especially in his like first two years he wasn't at the line that much obviously Wait, you mean like the most he's made in the season yeah okay yeah that's what I meant um but then other than that like obviously he had those like really cool dunks and I was scared for his well-being but he was fine so we have isaiah livers back he had 17 points on the game and it's really comforting to have him out there um eli brooks uh was the leading scorer of the game had 18 who was the leading scorer of the game eli shot 50 per- again he was shot 50 percent from three i am not gonna say it again because i already said it twice and that's enough credit for eli brooks <laughs> um and who else did I want to highlight? Oh, yeah, Austin Davis. What uh, The talk of the town, of course. <laughs> he is the talk of the town. In, ter- I, in terms of, like, Michigan Twitter and 
anywhere, basically. Austin Davis has been, like, putting on, like, a show. And, like, the minutes that he's allotted, like, he, like, uses that to, like, his advantage every single time. And he's, like, a lot more aggressive at the rim than John has been. Um, Just with, like, putbacks and, like... Northwestern, like, triple teamed him at one point yesterday. And that was so weird to see. (laughs) But, like, for the majority of the time, like, if Austin Davis had the ball, like, Northwestern was double teaming him. And and they didn't even bother to do that for John Teske. Um, John has just been in this, like, weird slump. In all honesty, he, like, doesn't finish like his shot and like he's when he's down low i don't know like how he misses that consistently but he really does um but austin davis i don't know it's just like way more aggressive he was four for four when he for his shooting uh, four for four um and in all honesty i think he deserves all of the credit and a lot more time i agree also because Obviously, like, Juwan has done something magical to Austin Davis. He is getting way more out of him than... I mean, not to discredit John Beeline. Like, I don't know if John Beeline ever really needed to get anything out of Austin Davis, but mm-hmm. eh, we could have used it last year. But, like, he's getting a lot out of Austin Davis. But the way I see it, and again, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know, like, the secrets and the deep, dark secrets of this okay. <laughs> It really feels to me like a hunger thing. Like, Austin Davis wants it, and John Teske looks bored. And also, like, obviously that's just John Teske's face. Like, they call him Big Slate for a reason. Yeah. But it, it really does, like, like you said, John Teske's in a slump, and he just doesn't have that energy out on the court that he used to have. Even though he, his face always looks bored, like, he used to have a lot more energy out there, a lot more enthusiasm. And Austin Davis looks like he is so ready to have this moment to shine, and He's been waiting for this for four years, and he's finally out there proving himself, and he just seems to want it way more than John Teske does. Yeah, and he probably just, like, has a better, like, feel maybe for, like, how Jawan like, runs it. I don't really know if that's, like, the case, well, but, like, it's, a yeah. it's like, a possibility that, like, he's, like, maybe latched on to, like, different system quickly, like, more quickly. No, I that, don't really know if, like, that's... I think that's true because I also think that a big part of John Teske's slump and the reason that he seems so frustrated lately is that he is being asked to do something entirely different than he has been asked to do the past couple of years or the past, past few years and like it like so that's definitely why John Teske or a big part of why John Teske's been struggling this year and Austin Davis does have an advantage in that like he wasn't playing the past few years so like switching like into a new system isn't going to be quite as difficult for him yeah and so like the last and back to Austin Davis, the last out of the last five games, he shot. He's been shooting ninety four percent from the field, and that's insane. I mean, like obviously, like his minutes are like incredibly Austin limited. Davis. Yeah, wow. um, but that's still like a super impressive stat. Um, it makes sense why like Northwestern tried to adjust to like when he was out on the floor. Um, but this is just like. A confusing world. I don't really know. It's, it's just <laughs> it's weird the that most like the confusing part of it is like, what do we do with Austin Davis now? Yeah, I know. Like, I kind of <laughs> that was like a topic of debate. Maybe we should discuss that. Let's should we keep it. Austin Davis? Because in all honesty, like at first I was like, no, nah, no, nah, he'll like grad transfer or transfer out. We'll bring some other people in. We need all the space that we can possibly need. But seeing the way that Austin Davis has been like performing these last like five ish games, I'm like. No, he can stay. And I think it would be, like, really, really good for, like, Hunter, like, coming in. 
to have someone like Austin Davis who like mm-hmm. Hannah has been, has said like just hungry and fits in the system and like knows it in a different capacity because he's had to adjust every single time because he doesn't get the allotted playing time that like John Teske had and like Mo before him like it it's just it makes sense so like I would love to have like his like presence especially like, influencing like a freshman but like Hunter's like obviously like super talented had another like really big game um a few days ago I think he put up like 40 points maybe I think that was right yeah it was something big. it was something yeah. like that <laughs> it was so like, a like high number. I think having like a workout partner like Austin Davis would be like great for Hunter especially in his first year um in college so I kind of want Austin Davis to stay I just want more scholarship spots like I but, don't know yeah. how this is working I mean I'm sure with the number of crystal balls that are going towards Michigan for Josh Christopher and like the number of recruits we have, Juwan Howard knows something. Like, there are players who are transferring. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he'd be offering these scholarships to players if he didn't, like, have a, a handshake yeah, that some players are transferring next year. And you would assume that Austin Davis would be one of them. We've been waiting for him to transfer for years. Like, every single year it's been a maybe Austin Davis will transfer year. So I don't know... Like, there might already be an agreement that he's transferring, but I think it would be really nice to keep him around, and I think that he's probably a lot more important than a lot of the soft... Wait, are they sophomores? Yeah. yeah. The sophomores right now who, like, aren't getting a lot of playing time, who I love. Like, I That's really want like, to develop all of them. I want to see yeah. all of them shine, but, like, right now, especially... The sophomores I would keep would be Brandon David. Yeah. No, honestly. Wait, so we have... It, oh, so, so Adrian Nunez and, and Colin. Colin Castleton. Yeah, and I love both of them as players, but mm-hmm. realistically, in terms of players, like, looking for the future, like, if we have a class of freshmen who are pretty much ready to play right away, then, like, I don't see why we need those sophomores that much. And having a fifth year... Well, well definitely David. Yeah, yeah. Like. Oh, for sure, as a, at a, as a point. Okay, I'm just going to look at this. So, next year... So, given that Jace Howard is committed, we're already one over on scholarship spots mm-hmm. if everyone stays. That's including Isaiah Livers, who I will probably leave. Um, so, if we get Josh Christopher and, and we keep everyone, then we're two scholarship spots over. But if we assume Isaiah Livers will leave, then that's just one we need to fill up. So, only one person needs to transfer. So, I guess probably Adrian Nunez would be my guess. But also, we're still, like, heavily recruiting Greg Brown. Okay, so, so two people transfer, Colin. <laughs> Colin and Adrian. Yeah, I guess we could keep Austin Davis. You would rather keep Austin Davis than an Adrian or a Colin? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I mean, agree. because, like, he's just, like, one year, you know? Yeah. So, like, I feel like he would be able to, like, serve, like, like I said, talking about, like, how he could, like, help, like, Hunter, like, fit in and, like, develop into the system. And then he would, like, serve his purpose. So, like, I think, like, retaining him for just the one year and the, at the level that he's already playing, like, he doesn't have to be developed more like Colin would have to be. Yeah. Especially because Austin would be a fifth-year senior and, like, Colin would only be a junior. So he has that, like, advantage. And Colin advantage. still has a way to go. Yeah, he still has a lot to, like, improve upon. So, like, I would take my shot with the already developed and, like, performing at a higher capacity Austin Davis for a year instead of like next year's starting lineup's gonna be weird. I'm so excited. I'm but so also excited I'm looking at the year after and like even then it would be nice to already have some of those sophomores gone. Like I don't know who we're gonna be recruiting for the year after, but like 
if all we get rid of this year is like Isaiah Livers and Austin Davis, then the next year we're just going to run into the same problem all over again. Whereas they'll be able to recruit for next year if some sophomores transfer. But That's true. Uh, we love Colin Castleton and Adrian Nunez. <laughs> like, like, the sophomores would... are very precious, but in all honesty, like they could do better elsewhere. They could do better elsewhere. And I think in terms of like for them, I would want them to be more successful at a program that is like not like more their like speed, but like where they could like definitely like flourish more, especially for like bringing in these like highly touted recruits. Um like they're just not going to get playing time and I feel like if you're going to school to play basketball, like you want to play. Like mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't have like that Troy. like kind of like patience in like I'll wait for my time like the Austin Davises of the yeah. world. Well, but like, Austin Davis, I think, also really wanted to get his degree from yeah, Michigan, and so. I think that was every bit as important to him as basketball, mm-hmm. if not more. I don't know how everyone, like, feels about that, which is, like, fine. Like, if you're here to play basketball, like, go somewhere you can play basketball really well. Yeah, but, like, the Collins and the Adrians of the world, I don't think they're here for school. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I, don't, I... I don't personally know, but, like, I feel like I know. I yeah, don't. I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like they're good enough that they could go somewhere and play basketball really well. And mm-hmm. they could go and so most places education. and play basketball really well. Yeah. Um, okay, why is this room so loud? Sorry about this fan, everybody. It's not blowing any air. It's just making fan noises. Whatever. Okay, so superlatives? Sure. Okay. So the Vibe the Vibes Award, we didn't put in anybody, but I think that goes to Austin Davis. It does, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Um, and the Cole Award goes to Cole. There was a video of him that, like, dunked a basketball in, like, Northwestern's arena, and, like, it was really cute and adorable. And he also had a three-pointer last night, which was probably the highlight of the entire game for me, honestly, because we were already, like, That's winning so by, like, cute. a significant amount. And then, like, Franz was, like, super excited because, obviously, that's, like, his roommate. So, I'm pretty sure Franz and I were, like, this is the best moment of the game. Um, also, I was thinking about that video, and I was, like, smiling to myself because, okay, now that I'm thinking about it more, it might have just been Michigan basketball social media person who took the video, but I was picturing him, like, giving the phone to, like, Franz and being, like, hey, can you take a video? I'm going to do a really cool dunk. And Franz, like, okay, oh, I'll do that. They probably do that in their spare time. That's but, like, so with, cute. Like, a fake basketball it. and the hoop. Like, the little tiny ones that hang on the door. And the oh, yeah. Doesn't Brandon Johns have a TikTok? No, Adrian does. Adrian. I does he post videos like that? I saw one video on Twitter, and no it idea. was really cringy, so I, I didn't want it to So I don't, like, don't want to investigate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give out the next award, too. Okay, yeah. Because this reference will go right over your head. Um, so it's the I Love You 3000 award um, that goes out to Xavier um, in his three-point performance. Three-point percentage performance that's a lot against msu and eli against northwestern huh. um so yeah. can you explain that reference to me you said it's a reference that will go over my head it will what is it from the avengers okay yeah yeah okay um sunshine appears in evanston award <laughs> um, okay, so, like, you all know that Charles Matthews is our sunshine, because mm-hmm. when he smiles, it can light up a room, mm-hmm. and I, that's, I miss that so much, I it was do. so cute, when he had a really good play, the camera would pan to him, and he would just be, like, grinning, and he was, it was so precious, so cute. Anyway, Charles Matthews, we've been on a long investigation to figure out what he's up to, because he tore his ACL, MCL, something or other. I think it was ACL. ACL, and couldn't 
um, go to the NBA draft, or, like, he could go, but he wasn't going to get drafted. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, he, so, like, we haven't really seen what he's up to, except for he keeps posting, like, cooking videos on his Instagram story wearing a name tag that says Charles, so we're like, is he in culinary school? I think that'd be so cute. I think he is. Because he has a cooking account, and honestly, like, if he has all this time in his hands, he can be like, I can focus on my craft, which is cooking. Like the guy in High School Musical who makes the perfect creme brulee. Like Zeke. Zeke, yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he looks up to him. Anyways, Charles Matthews was at the game, and he was like, a, like, so like, they have the seat where the like basketball players sit, and then the like second row where like managers are sit, and then there's like, a seat behind that, and like, that's where Charles Matthews and was sitting. And that's like where we sit. And like, was like <laughs> recording like a video of Isaiah, and it was the cutest thing in the whole world, and no one bothered to tell me that Charles Matthews was I'm there. I'm surprised they didn't like show him on the broadcast. This is a public service announcement. If there's any information regarding Charles Matthews's appearance at a Michigan game, or just like in general, like you have to tell me about it. Yeah. It is important to me. Definitely. Also, okay. did he not get pictures with any of his friends after the game? I really hope so. Yeah, you guys, you have to you have to inform me of these things. Like what? Like if you were sitting there and you're like, "Oh, that's Charles Matthews." You tell me about it. Michigan basketball team, this goes for you guys. You better post this it goes on your to anybody. If there's information about Charles Matthews, you tell me because it is crucial for my well-being. Also, so Charles Matthews is from Chicago, yeah. so like he's probably staying at he's, home like, right now. Yeah. Um, but like is that where his culinary school is located as well? Does he commute? I mean, he probably doesn't live at culinary school. No. I don't I mean, unless he's at like a boarding school. No. Or he's just taking like cooking classes for fun. Yeah, I would count that as culinary school. Yeah, me too. He should take the like Zingerman's culinary classes. Mm. Yeah, I, I was like too busy. I would drive him there. Okay. I don't have a car. Yeah, I was like, you don't have a I would car. ask my mom if I can borrow her car. Hi, mom, can I borrow your car? Charles needs a ride to, <laughs> to Zingerman's for his cooking class. Oh, well. Okay, you can give the next award. All right, so the most important. The most important person award goes to Isaiah Livers because obviously in his return to us, we have been performing astronomically better. So he is basically the like glue to make us keep going, I guess, because this is like a weird machine that is like trying to move itself towards the NCAA tournament. And without Isaiah, things look very dire and we're just hanging out (laughs) at the bottom of the Big Ten and... But with him back, we were able to beat MSU. We were able to beat Northwestern by 25. And it's just been great to see him back healthy. He even says, he's like, I'm good and healthy, and I hope it stays that way. I really hope it stays that way. So just, like, send your positive vibes to Isaiah at all times to make sure that he retains this. Hannah's doing, like, Hail to the Victors next to me. Remember when Mason Brew tweeted hashtag groins for livers? <laughs> Everyone was supposed to do- donate their groin. I would. I would. Totally. Like, I don't need it. I don't move. It's <laughs> true. We don't need our grains to record a podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, a happy birthday award goes to Jeff Jackson, who turned probably 20, 23. 20, 23? Mm-hmm. He's kind of old for his grade. He's a senior. He's my grade. But I'm turning 22. Oh, I think he turned 23. Okay, that's totally fine. He can turn whatever age he wants. I just, like, didn't know that he was old for his grade. That's awesome. Happy birthday, Jeffy. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffy. That's funny. I like that. Okay, we have a special bonus segment, so, like, you are lucky today. (laughs) 
Our segment is the many names of Austin Davis. Austin Davis has so many names, and I was thinking about it today because it, depending on where you are, he has a different name everywhere. Just, I mean, obviously we know him as Austin Davis. Yes, but if that's his primary name, if you see, that's his legal name, if you will. Yes, I wonder what his that probably name is. appears on the People's Page on classes oh. that you have with Austin Davis. Yeah, AKA unless it has myself. like a middle initial. Some people like randomly. Like, I, I have a middle initial for some reason. I'm Hannah P. Harshie. <laughs> I don't think I have a middle. No, I have my entire middle name for whatever reason. Really? So it's really Carly Marie Johnson. Yeah. So what if Austin's like Austin Marie Davis? <laughs> Maybe it is. Or like Austin Patricia Davis. <laughs> so he got his middle name for his grandma. Anyway, if you're confused as to all the many names for Austin Davis, besides Austin Davis... So, like, Michigan basketball, like, on their, like, Twitter page and, like, probably just, like, the players themselves call him, like, Big Country. And that's just because, like, he's from a tiny town in, like, Hunts, I guess. It's it's pretty country. I'm, it's, for, I'm for some reason, friends with all his friends from high school. And they're pretty country. Is he in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Okay. They, they're the ones who, like, always, like, tell the same story about how they, like, drove their truck into the lake. Okay. That's weird. So, anyways, <laughs> Big Country makes sense. Um, but if you're on Michigan Twitter, they call him Custard Shack. Which is so funny. <laughs> so, if you're confused as to who people are talking about, it's Austin Davis. They'll, like, tweet a picture of, like, Custard. Like, Aunt Wright <laughs> did, like, the Teletubbies, like, Tubby Custard. I think that was Aunt Wright. Which, like, probably. Harley and I also have a special place in our hearts for Tubby <laughs> Custard. <laughs> because Teletubbies is underrated. Those Teletubbies, their dance moves are... Not bad. Yeah, I'm not bad. They're not bad. Um, I was oh. trying to log into M Community so I could see his middle initial, but it's proving too difficult thanks to stupid duo mm. factor authentication. Anyways, I just, whenever, like, Austin Davis does anything, I just say Moveside. I don't know if that's, like, referencing, like, that he's in Moveside or that, like, yeah, I think we together as a collective are in Moveside, but, like... Okay, can I just United say... we stand. What? Um... His, he's also known as Austin Davis and Austin T. Davis. Okay, cool. And he's uh, studying movement science. That's why, yeah, move sign. Yes, that's what it's right for. And then, like, hand, like, sometimes just calls him, like... I call him Undy's friend. Undy's friend. Because he's friends with Undy. Who's, his, Undy's name is actually also Austin. So, like, there's Undy and Austin. But I also... Um, so, like, Austin and Austin. Austin and Austin. But, yeah. like, one is Undy and one is... One is... Austin Davis. Custard Shack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> one is Moveside and one is Undy. <laughs> so now you know all the many names of Austin Davis. Pick your favorite and roll with it. Maybe if you write him a letter, you can choose which one you want. Dear mm. Custard Shack. <laughs> Moveside. <laughs> I can be so many people. I can be myself. I can write a letter to myself. I can be Moveside because I'm like tangentially related to a movement science major. Like me? Yeah, through the podcast. Okay, that's cool. Are, do, are we the podcast parents? No, we're no. as hosts. Yeah. Okay. Other Michigan sports news. Um, Michigan State has had a week, and I don't envy them, but also I, it's kind of funny. It really is. So they lost to Michigan in basketball. <laughs> 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 um, and um, we talked last week about, like, D'Antonio stepped down. Um, he 
So Mel he Tucker collected his check and left in a firestorm. This story came out that I think is supposed to like make us feel sorry for him. That apparently he was gonna coach the twenty twenty season, and they told him he could like handpick his replacement. And then he found out that they were um they had hired an agency to find his replacement behind his back, and he like got really mad and quit. Which I don't think that story makes him look any better. Because first of all, you're not gonna let Dan like D'Antonio. Why would he pick his replacement? Like he hasn't really earned that. Also, it's pretty common practice to hire an agency to to pick, like to hire a football coach, and that sounds kind of annoying of you to be like, eh, I wanted to pick a replacement, so I'm just going to quit right now, the day before National Signing Day. So that, and also his replacement is Mel Tucker, who's won five games as a head coach in his career. That is two games more than being three and nine. That's very true. I think we're... I mean, I might eat my words here, but I think we're looking at another 3-9 and nine season. Because Michigan State does not have an easy season next year, and they have a head coach who does not know how to head coach. He's an offensive coordinator, basically. And um, I don't really know if they had anyone like substantial in their recruiting class, especially because D'Antonio left the day before signing day. So I personally would have jumped ship if I was coming out of high school, and I was like, well, my coach that was recruiting me is leaving, so so will I. But also if D'Antonio was recruiting you, yeah. Like, I don't know how big of a sell that is either. Yeah. yeah. No offense, but, like, full offense. Anyways, yeah. the, like, job position was open for, like, a week, and it was just, like, a dumpster on fire, and, like, I don't know, like, why, why anyone would want to inherit that, but, like... The, the Luke Fickle thing was so was funny. Because so <laughs> he, like, he went, he, like, it was basically, like... He went, he interviewed, and he was, like, psyched on. He's like, I don't like the, My wife doesn't like the culture here, and I'm like, yeah, a I don't move. like East Lansing either, and also... It doesn't take more than a Google search to find out Michigan State doesn't have a great culture around their athletics, but yeah, it, maybe like you have to go to their East campus Lansing. in general. Yeah, oof, they're always you can in the news about something. Like in all honesty, and it's yeah. never good. I just want to know what it was in East Lansing that made him think like, never mind, I don't want to do this because they probably like, came in through the cornfield side. That's honestly like what <laughs> that might be it. East Lansing, I I don't know what part of campus you show recruits. At Michigan State because I don't like their campus at all. It's the no. most boring thing in the world, and like they don't really have a campus. They just have like it's so woods out, and then a building and then like a mile and a half of woods and then like yeah, that. it's terrible. Yeah, it's a farm. I don't know why people go there. Oh wait, they didn't get into Michigan. <laughs> um. Also, the other funny thing is their current head coach tweeted like a week ago that he wasn't going to Michigan State, and then he's like, "Never mind, I'm going." <laughs> The whole that whole program is just so funny, and I'm so glad order has been restored in the state of Michigan. Because there was a a moment there, a long moment where like we didn't know who was the dominant like athletic program in the state of Michigan, and now it's like oh man, everything's back into place. <laughs> Michigan basketball, not great, not the greatest they've been, but they just beat Michigan State, so we're all good. That's very true. And also building off of that. While they're getting rid of, not getting rid of, but when, once Cassius Winston leaves us, finally, thank God, uh, they'll be having Foster Lawyer, who makes me laugh so much. <laughs> I love Foster Lawyer, and I know it's weird because he's, like, an MSU, like, player, but, like, he's so funny. Like, his video, the videos of him, like, falling and being used as a surfboard are the funniest <laughs> thing. It makes me laugh and smile, and I'm like, wow, I never knew I could feel this way about an MSU player. But he's just so dumb that I love him. 
I just remember listening to, like, so sports radio when I was in high school when he was being recruited by Michigan State. <laughs> and, like, I just I was just very confused because I thought he was a lawyer. <laughs> he makes me laugh so much. I need to find that video again because it's so funny. <laughs> but speaking of point guards, I saw this tweet and I really just wanted to talk about how, like, us as a program have just, like, been, like, passing off the baton of, like, point guard to, like, basically a bunch of players that we all, like, love very much. And, like, for me personally, I know there was one before Trey, but I didn't start finish. I didn't start following Michigan basketball until 2013. So, obviously, Trey Burke is, like, one of, if not everyone's favorite modern basketball player at Michigan. Um, but then, like, once he, like, left to go play in the NBA, it was, like, D-Wall. And, like, I loved D-Wall, like, yes. so much. And then, like, obviously when D-Ball left, we've had Xavier for the last few years. And, like, if you know me at all, you know I love Xavier Simpson, like, so much. Like, a weird amount. Yeah. Like, she wants, she always says she wants to push him around in a stroller, which yeah. is just a weird it's way weird, to express but your love. But, like, it, yeah, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. It makes sense. But, like, and when Xavier inevitably leaves, it will be, like, passed on to David DeJulius. And we already know, like, how I feel about David DeJulius. So, basically, like... My love of Michigan point guards has been, like, a very <laughs> long time. And I, like, I know, like, everyone knows that, like, I have also, like, very much, like, love, like, Charles Matthews, Mo, and Duncan Robinson. But, like, in terms of just, like, an overall trend of, like, the trajectory of my love for Michigan basketball, it all just circles around point guards. <laughs> okay, can I say my favorites? Also, yeah. I just want to say that, like, John Beeline, maybe his biggest strength ever is recruiting point, point guards. guards. <laughs> like, Juwan, you all. have to, you you have to find these gems of point guards that John Behind was finding. Mm-hmm. Because he found them in, like, the weirdest places, too. Like, yeah. I love them all. I love them all so much. Like, all of them are very important. I have a question. <laughs> if we had managed to recruit Cassius Winston, do you think he'd be on that list right now of people Probably. you love? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because he's kind of lovable. Yeah. And, like... If he wasn't, like, we would have never have known him as, like, Cassius Winston from, like, MSU. He would have just been ours. Yeah, it's just, it's so hard for me to imagine yeah. that. It's, like, weird because, like, when you said it, I'm like, ew, no. But, like, yeah. if he was, like, here and wearing, like, a Michigan uniform and, like, playing for us, I'd be like, yeah. No, because I, I feel like he fits in that group, unfortunately. Foster Lawyer doesn't. I, I already said that I kind of love him. <laughs> yeah, you love him <laughs> in the way that you love, like, Colin Castleton. No. No? I, I love him in a way that I would love, like, someone I hate. Like, you love to hate them, or, like, hate to love them. Hate to love them. I, I hate, hate to love just, him. like, a goofy way, but, yeah. Because we love Colin Castleton. He's, like, our favorite player, but in, like, a goofy way. Like, not really based off of, like, his performance on the court. Just, like, his side bangs. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really just his side bangs. To which, like, he hasn't had in a while. I know. So he probably, probably like, heard us, like, yeah. talking about it and said no. Well, our Twitter account for the podcast <laughs> is Colin Castleton's side bangs stand account. <laughs> um, my, I just want to say my favorite Michigan basketball players, because it all started with Mitch McGarry. Mm. Um, you always have to pick one from 2013 and then continue on. Yeah. I think it's, like, necessary, it especially also, for, like, modern Ma- Michigan basketball. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Continue on. Mitch um, McGarry. Charles Matthews. Well, that's a big leap. Okay, let's go back. Mm-hmm. Mitch McGarry. I like Karis LeVert a lot. I like oh, Trey yeah. Burke. I love DJ. DJ Wilson. He's my favorite, all-time favorite, <laughs> DJ Wilson and Duncan Robinson. I did forget to mention my love for Karis LeVert. DJ Wilson, okay, my all-time favorite is DJ Wilson. <laughs> and Did I say that yet? I love DJ Wilson. <laughs> Who does he? And then maybe, like, Duncan. No, maybe Duncan's like just, yeah, probably Mo, because Mo, like, growls. Mo, Mo has a personality. 
Um, not that they all don't, but most personalities just kind of like oozes out of him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and Franz. Franz hasn't really earned it yet, but like I love him just because like we wanted him so badly. Mm. Also, we've been talking about Franz from like before he was even a recruit, just because we saw him on Mo's Instagram. Good point. (laughs) And I also okay Charles Matthews, DJ Wilson, Moritz Wagner, Duncan Robinson. Kara Silver, Spike. I was like, I love Spike. Nick so Stauskas. Much. Honestly, I was never a huge Nick Stauskas fan. I like him. I don't have anything against him, but he was never yeah. my favorite. No, not the favorite. But, like, the 2013 team is, like, kind of, like, all of our favorites. Yeah, but, like, Spike's- he has, like, a sp- specific one that you, like, enjoy the most. Yeah, Spike's um, Instagram is just a goldmine. We talked about that last week. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. I love it. And then my favorite player on the team this year... Franz... Would you say your favorite is David Julius? Yeah. Because I don't know if he's, like, played enough to... Okay, choose your favorite on the court, but that can't mean, like, the best on the court. It just has to mean, like, your favorite on the court and then your favorite in general. Like, it can mean the best on the court, but if we said best on the court, we'd all say Isaiah Livers or, like, maybe Jeff Jackson. But... So, my favorite on the court, I think I have to say... Maybe Austin Davis or Isaiah Livers. I was going to say Isaiah, but I really love David. And then my favorite off like the court much. is just, like, Franz, by, like, in principle, but not because <laughs> of, like, anything he's done. Like, he's kind of mysterious, honestly. I don't know much about him. I tried to squeal at him, and he, like, didn't he's respond. Like, he has his head in the game. Yeah. <laughs> um... Should we move on to Crib Corner really, yes, really fast? Yes, Crib Corner. I know we, like, touched on it just, like, a little bit. Um previously on this podcast but we've had like i think there's been seven i don't know if it's seven total or seven more that have come in that's have a crystal ball prediction for josh christopher to come to michigan sam webb was amongst one of them which really like that's like that means something all of us like did the side eye emoji like that day um i think the original people doing the side eye emoji were like the people who like got an inside scoop they're like, I have the insights. And then, like, we all saw the side eyes and decided to, like, hop on the bandwagon. It's kind of true. Um, at the MSU game, Greg Brown and Hunter Dickinson were there. Um, Jace was also there as well, but he was, like, hanging out in Maze Rage, which was really cute and adorable. Wait, that's so cute. It was so, like, he stood there, like, the entire time, and it was so adorable. Aww. Um, there was also recruits there from the class of 2021, but we only have 2020 vision right now, so. I like that. For a moment, we're still heavily recruiting Josh Christopher and Greg Brown, so we'll see what happens. Okay, so some important news. We already said that Justin Bieber has an album dropping tonight at midnight, mm-hmm. which, like, when you listen to this, will be, like, a past tonight at midnight. Mm. But, um, so that's happening. Harley told me something today that I found to be wonderful. I got an email about it. <laughs> Harley got an email. I think it's, like, trending on Twitter. It's, Are like, you a gonna, top story. Like, read me the email. Oh, I deleted it. Oh, man. Can I say what it was? Yeah. Okay. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are having a baby? I'm so excited, potentially. I, hope, I don't know if it's, like, been confirmed by, like, any of, like, their, like, PR people, but, like, if that's, like, true. I can't wait to raise that child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that so baby excited. Will be so adorable. Dude, you know what I can't wait for, though? When Haley and Justin have a baby, like, that baby will genuinely be so cute, because Justin was the cutest baby, like, the cutest kid ever. And then, like, Haley is, like, gorgeous now, and, like, Justin could probably still be gorgeous now if he, like, tried a little 
harder. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, shaved the mustache. But, um, he really loves the mustache, though. Like, Justin Bieber was legitimately, like, the cutest kid in the universe, so his baby's gonna be so cute if he ever has one. That's true. He Which, like, really he's really baby. well soon, probably, because he always said he wanted to be a young dad. Um, we have an AirPod update, and it's, like, kind of a different one from what we usually have. But we were walking down East Liberty. We were. Which we don't usually do. Well, we both usually do it, but, like, not at the same, same time. time. I was coming back from work. She was probably heading to work, I assume. I was heading home. Oh. So, like, it was a, really a mere coincidence that yeah. we passed each other. And we both had our AirPods in, as we do. Mm-hmm. We were both listening to this podcast. We were both listening to the same podcast. Like, basically at the same moment. Yeah, the I think you were, like, two, two minutes, minutes farther ahead. than yeah. I was. Yeah, it was a podcast about One Direction. It was really good. It was really good. And, and also, we would like to formally announce that as soon as we have any more free evenings in our schedule, we're going to start a podcast about Justin Bieber and One Direction. Yeah. Am I speaking too soon? Mm-hmm. Might yeah. as well manifest it. Because we love to podcast and it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, keep an eye out for that spring of 2020. Mm-hmm. Or maybe emoji. summer 2020. Yeah. I'm going to tweet an Sorry. eyeball emoji about that. Oh well, we That could be our secret. Yeah. Okay, so now all you guys have this secret, and if you listen to the podcast on the regular, don't tell anybody. You're sworn to secrecy. Okay, so to finish this out, up next we have Indiana on Sunday. It's a pool party without the E because Jordan Poole is no longer with us. Um, but Hannah and I... He's, like, with us on this earth, just, like, not with the team. No longer... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Poole is no longer with us. So Hannah and I have decided to propose a coal party, like C O A L, like coal, like the non-reusable <laughs> resource. I don't know. Non. I almost said non-refundable. <laughs> <laughs> non-refundable. <laughs> In honor of Cole Vajima. Um we don't think that he deserves coal, but like, it's, named it's, after it's it. like a new theme. So like, let's all just like dress up as coal. So like, all black, I guess. And like, kind of like large all black, but also I think we're thinking of charcoal. I and don't like know charcoal. what actual coal looks like because apparently the there's like a difference. Like it's like a black rock. Um, so Indiana's on a four-game losing streak. They haven't won since they beat MSU in January, like the twenty-third. Um, our teams, yeah. <laughs> um, the team stats between the two um, link up pretty much heavily equally in terms of like points per game um allowed points per game rebounds like all those kinds of things were kind of similar and shots from the field and shots from three um but we are heavily favored it is at chrysler um and we are also on a two-game winning streak and with isaiah livers i don't think indiana will do much but it could be a trap game i thought last game would be a trap game but we beat northwestern by 25 but anyways um, Every game's a trap game in the Big yes. Ten. But we round out February with Rutgers, Purdue, and Wisconsin. So if we keep collecting the doves the way that we are and at the rate that we are, which is only two, but, you know, it doesn't matter, um, it would look really cool and fun to the tourney people. So, like, let's – and recruits. So, like, let's just keep grinding. And Harley and I say go blue. Go blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.